You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future, a weekly podcast that brings the humanities to today's food dialogue by showcasing everyday people trying to make a difference. This show is part of the series Food for Thought, featuring stories from big thinkers who spend their lives envisioning a flourishing food system in their local communities and for our entire human family. We'll be speaking about celebrating rural life with Julian Brown, Director of Agriculture and Education from the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Welcome, Julian. Thanks for having me. It's a delight to have you here. Julian, let's start with the basics. What is Royal Agricultural Winter Fair about? The Royal is an incredible event. It has absolutely something for everyone. It's the largest combined indoor agricultural fair and equestrian competition in the world. It's jam-packed with homegrown fun, the best in local food, animal entertainment, and, and a whole bunch more. At our core, we are a country fair like like any other that you'd experience. And, you know, at our pinnacle, we are sort of the culmination of fall fairs and everybody leading into the the best of best competition. And we're really proud to be able to sort of situate ourselves in that space in the province of Ontario and in Canada. Really exciting. So a country fair, but national size. And I've heard about it for my whole life, grew up in ag and always knew about the Royal. I didn't know it was the biggest one in the world. That's really something to to really appreciate when you go and enjoy the festivities this year. When is it this year, Julian? So this year's fair is at Exhibition Place, November 3rd to the 12th. 3rd to the 12th. So a long span to be able to go and really appreciate all that's happening in the rural communities across the nation and all that they've worked so hard to bring to you at the Royal. So it's the largest in the world, lots of fun. And what is its purpose? So the Royal's got a few key purposes for many fairgoers, exhibitors, producers. The Royal's sort of the culmination of competitions they've been involved with all year round, where they get to showcase all of their efforts, everything they've been working so hard on in their livestock, food competitions, product displays, everything from field crops and horticulture all the way through to the big cattle shows. It's an opportunity for producers to come down and sort of go best on best and see what they've what they've got, what their neighbors have. And um, being in the city, we get to attract a lot of international audience. We get to attract a lot of people willing to, to travel in a little bit further to see it. So we really can put on uh, a pretty tremendous show. Like other fairs, we're, we're also very much a community event. It's a social, it brings people together. And I think one of the important things Things that we do is try and bridge the gap between the rural and, and urban divide a little bit. You know, we are in Toronto, we are downtown, you know, positioned to bring in so many school groups, you know, just people from all different backgrounds to get to experience what Ontario agriculture, Canadian agriculture has to offer. One of our most important pillars is, is our education piece. You know, we're so fortunate to be able to bring down hundreds of school groups, thousands of students from elementary all the way through college and university. You know, for a lot of these kids, it's their first and sometimes only exposure to agriculture, their exposure to farming and, and rural life, and just sort of this totally different perspective that they wouldn't get to experience otherwise. I think, you know, when we're talking about school groups, just that ability to connect to the foundations of our food systems is just so, so important to just humanize, you know, what you see on the grocery store shelf and, and who these people are that are sort of bringing that together. And, and I think, you know, so privileged in this position at the Royal to be able to help bridge that gap. I bet there's a lot of rewarding days and certainly an incredible purpose. You talked about friendly competitors coming together every year in your category. 
But also that community development, you talked about humanizing primary producers in agriculture. And it's one of the reasons we do this show that I do this show because I think the future of food is the people in the system. And so when you have thousands of school kids going in to actually see a farmer and you get to meet someone that that made something. And I think that's such a powerful message. And what a great purpose for the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. How long has it been in place, Julian? So last year we celebrated our 100th anniversary. So we are into 101 this year, (laughs) which is absolutely fantastic. I don't really think that the celebration of of 100 years has subsided yet. We're we're still telling stories. We're still building off of that. And it's so about the people, um, you know, that makes the fair so special. And it really is about families and and coming together. And, and, uh, you know, we're excited to sort of start our next hundred years and, you know, look towards the future of, of not just the Royal, but agriculture in Canada all at the same time. Wow. What a thought. The next hundred years in agriculture, there's, there's so much to look forward to, I think, in the people and the innovators and uh, the leaders that are in agriculture. But this 101 is something to celebrate. 101 years at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Just amazing. So you had mentioned earlier, Julian, some of the best in agriculture categories. What are some of the competitions? So many competitions. All of them are best. I think it's it's safe to say there there isn't a competition down here that you wouldn't look at and say it's it's the best of any given breed or product. And and we're really really proud of that. They're tremendous shows. I think you know a few that always stand out to me are Supreme shows. We have Master Feed Supreme Beef Show and the Quality Seeds Supreme Dairy Show. You know when we talk of best of best, this is the best of the best of the best. It's bringing champions from across the province, across Eastern Canada, even in to compete. So that you know put. It's really the best in the ring, and it's something we're we're quite proud of, and and we know that you really get to see the best, and just the the cow power and you know the, <laughs> the breeding, and the it's amazing to see that show and the effort that the producers go through, the farmers put in to making sure that you know they're representing themselves, their breed, you know, and, and really the future of their herds. It's a great competition, something to really be excited about. I think. You can't go wrong with any of our youth shows, just the future of ag to see how hard these kids work, to see how much passion they have that they put into their, you know, to their animals, into their products, into the things they're producing. And there's so many, you know, young people doing so much and and are so passionate about what they're doing and, and committed to agriculture in Canada. I think that's, you know something to behold. And and I know school groups that have come in that are maybe new to to this type of experience. And you see, you know, a 12 year old on the halter of a thousand pound <laughs> beef animal walking yeah. through. It's, it's quite a moment to say, okay, that's my peer. Yeah. And this is what they're doing on their weekends and their free time. But, you know, and I'm doing something completely different. It's, it's kind of eye-opening. This is how other kids are living and what they're mm-hmm. doing day to day. I think that's such a fascinating commentary on the urban rural divide at times. So there's lots of great shows happening. I mean, our food products are are incredible and, and again, representative of, you know, far and wide across the country. So it's, it's so great to have those as well. Lots to see, lots to do. We were talking about 12 days of the fair, but there is something different every day. You could come every single day and see a different show, highlight a different product, and uh, it's just absolutely worthwhile. I can't agree more. And uh, I was talking to someone from 4-H Canada as well around the 60 countries that Canadian youth in agriculture are going to and visiting and uh, bringing knowledge back. And I couldn't agree more that the youth in ag is just nothing to miss in the junior shows. So 101 years. Julian, what's changed? over the century in agricultural competitions and what stayed the same? You know what? I I think, you know, a little bit of perspective, I think on this depends on your take. I would say the core of the Royal is very much the same. 
it's education, it's bringing the best down to the fair, but the fairs also kind of reflects back what's happening in the industry. And if you look at, you know, old photos and things from the competitions, you know, you see the change in structural types of the animals or, or the different focus on the competition. You know, we go from belt height cattle in the early days through, you know, the 70s and 80s movement towards, say, lean beef and that reflection of taller, leaner animals into, you know, now a little bit more of a moderate frame. So like you can almost track the the changes in food systems and the changes in, you know, social perspectives on food just by looking at the photos of these these competitions and, and they tell a story themselves, you know. So one of the things that that always gets me is the urban rural divide and we talk about, you know, the farm getting further away from the city all the time and the royal being such a great opportunity to to mash that all together, but I'll say at the same time I was, you know, flipping through some old prize books, you know, for for last year's 100 then through the the 60s and 70s, there's, you know, notes in those books, too, that talk about bringing the the urban group to the fair and getting them engaged wow. and things. So it's, it's a constant discussion. You know, we think of these things as new sometimes, but they've certainly been on people's radar for a long time and, and have been talked about uh, at this level for a long time. So I just found that really interesting. It's mm-hmm. sort of as, as much changes... Thing, a lot of things still stay the same and gives us such a baseline. And, and that's that after 100 years, we can talk about a lot of things that have changed. But I think our core still stays very much the same. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. That core is that we want to be together. You had mentioned a little bit about the numbers of school kids that get to the fair. You're the director of agriculture of education, Julian. What other educational opportunities are there at the Royal? So we've kind of set the fair up as a as a choose your own adventure. You can go anywhere on the fair floor. There's education pieces scattered throughout. You know, there's kind of nowhere you can go where you won't learn something if you're open to it. Um, but we've certainly focused it into our education discovery zone where we've got um, some of our commodity partners that we work really closely with. We're so grateful to them to be able to give up their time to to come in, to set up and to be able to share in sort of the education journey that is the Royal Winter Fair. Through our Royal app, we've kind of created activities that can guide you through the fair. If you're not sure where to start or, or how to go, you can download the app and there's, you know, a virtual scavenger hunt that will take you to the different booths, help you ask questions, um, you know, help prompt some ideas. So like I said, so many great partners, you know, beef farmers, grain farmers, egg farmers, Ontario, there's always an expert there to ask a question of. And I think that's so important that, you know, these commodity groups, these these experts are facing forward and you you get to speak to them and get to ask your questions and, and they can share their experiences. We've got a, a stage with speakers, the RBC Growth Hub stage and some great topics on there especially, you know, food, sustainability, um, a lot of focus on on ag careers, talking about the future of agriculture. And, and I think, you know, it, it's a gap that that still exists and seems to be widening that there are careers available in agriculture that are looking for people and you don't have to have, you know, hundreds of acres to be a part of it. You don't have to be rural to participate in, you know, our agricultural systems. And I think that's an important conversation that's happening right now, you know, regardless of their their other interests. You know, there's there's so many great opportunities There are great opportunities and it's such honorable work because of the special moral status of food. I couldn't agree more. So I'd like to know just before we go to break, Julia, what do you love most about the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair? There's a lot to love. Um, the Royal is multi-generational for me. My family have been exhibiting for over 50 years. The, the family and community side of it will always be really special to me. I think if I had to pin it down to one thing, it's the people. 
the Royal is a people-driven organization. We get so much support from our competition committees, from our board of directors, our teacher groups, you know, even the team in the office. We all love the Royal. Everybody that works with us, everybody that participates has such a strong connection to the Royal and is so passionate about what we do. It's just, it's invigorating. Those those long days of the fair, those days leading into it, you know, you're you're surrounded by people who who care very deeply. It's something that that we take a lot of pride in for sure. And there's lots to be proud of. It, it's like a movement as you were describing it. It, it. You know, you don't find the Royal, the Royal finds you, right? And uh, <laughs> after the break, we'll hear more from Julian Brown from the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair about celebrating the rural quality of life. This is Food for the Future. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Casts, and where you get your podcasts. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future. We're speaking about celebrating rural life with Julian Brown from the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Julian, how do community fall fairs, how do they showcase the best of life in agriculture? I think fairs kind of provide a window into agriculture. So much happens on individuals' farms, sort of private lands that's closed off, and it becomes difficult to understand what's happening from an onlooker. You don't always have that kind of day-to-day access. So fairs provide the opportunity for producers to showcase what they're up to, to compare with others, to talk about their best practices, to speak with the public, to share their passion, to sort of open up the closed doors and and show what's happening behind the scenes and sort of to, to demystify a little bit. And I think that that's where, where fairs are so importantly situated to be able to have that dialogue and promote that discussion in a fun and accessible environment. At the end of the day, you know, fairs are still fun. They're a social and community gathering point and, and that's all part of it. And then I think when you add on the live judging, the formal evaluations, you know, you quickly realize that the fairs are more than just a fun day out. They're sort of an important check and balance in our food system in terms of quality of product, how we're improving and changing. Are we doing something too extreme? You know, there's a, an opportunity to bring in judges, to bring in experts, to have people evaluate what we're doing and and give some feedback. And I think it creates a a really great dialogue among the producers and among the exhibitors about what they're doing and and challenging some of their own ideas of what they might be doing on their own property that somebody else is doing very differently somewhere else. And I think the fairs create this opportunity and it's the place to celebrate and encourage the next generation to be involved and and to stay involved and to be as passionate as everybody else. Uh, You know, celebrating the best in, in life is also celebrating the future there. Right. And the living heritage that really is part of this nation, as you're just describing it with this enthusiasm, you can just feel like you had said the invigorating, and I'm feeling invigorating listening to you, but this living heritage that is agri-food in this nation and the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair is a place to go to find out a lot about that. Julian, this show is part of the Food for Thought series. So we bring in big ideas, philosophy, this kind of thing. Why is it important to honor and celebrate rural life? Why should we be thinking about it? I think no matter what your background or experience is, we've all got something to learn from one another. And and I think at a time when we're talking more and more about sustainability, best in environmental practice, you know, inflation and costs at the grocery store, all of these things are kind of top of mind for for everybody. I think there's just a lot of parts of rural life that offer opportunities for us to learn from, whether we're talking about growing your own food, preserving, canning, finding new ways to access local food and producers. And I think that one's, you know, so, so important. 
important. And fairs are a great way to start with that. You know, you get to talk to people, meet producers, but you know, if you're looking to change up what you're doing, if you're looking to, you know, look more locally or, or source your products differently, I think that's, you know, a really great opportunity to do that. And you do that by connecting with people and finding out what they're up to. And um, so I think that's just keep chasing those conversations is, is so important because it's multi-generational. And I think on the, the rural side, we take for granted sometimes that these things are just normal to us. And I think, you know, being able to talk about it and being able to talk about it from zero and say, oh, this is why we do it. This is how we do it. This is the way our grandparents did it. What we've changed or what we've absolutely not changed in a lot of cases, um, I think just offers a, an awful lot um, when we're thinking about how we choose to live and, and how we choose to sort of engage in the world around us. And the incredible level of competence and, you know, standardization and fairness and, you know, validity, all of those things. But really that, you know, sometimes when we think of farmers in media, we think of old McDonald's farm. We've all read those children's stories. It's not really like that. It's really highly, you know, I often think of medicine, you know, because I spent a number of years in healthcare working and read the best practices, the practice commons, the collegiality, the the technical expertise, the quality assurance, the, the wide range of knowledge required. It's an incredible level of expertise. And I think if you go to the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair and you get a chance to speak to a farmer, I think that you'll find that out for yourself. So it's a window into the world of agriculture. So listeners might want to know more about rural life. What do you think they don't know that they would find interesting? Oh, I think there's lots of different things to find interesting. I think the underscoring piece, and, and I don't think it's something people don't know, but especially speaking about farming, it's hard work. And we say that, and I think it's easy to say, but but hard to truly understand that it it's a 24-7 job. It, just the effort that our exhibitors make to come to the Royal is so significant and something we, we are so grateful for because they have to get coverage back at home. They can't just yeah. walk away from the farm. You can't just walk away. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're buy- paying for trucking, they're bringing in food, they're feeding themselves and their their livestock down here. There's so many extra layers to it. And I think Everybody says, oh, you know, farmers work hard and, and that's true, but it really is more than just working hard. It, it's something you have to be passionate about and love to do because it is 24 seven. You're connected to the land, you're connected to the livestock all the time. Everything you're doing is so impactful and, you know, you don't get to stop. I mean, it's an amazing community. And I think that's something that is so fantastic in that rural environment and that farming environment. You know, you rely on your neighbors and that network has, has grown and is even wider with, you know, cell phones and social media and all the great things we get to do. We've got, you know, more connected across the country, across the world than we've, we've ever been. And those rural environments, they still stay connected to each other and, and still rely on each other because it's, it's truly hard work and, and hard work that comes out of true passion. And I think if you asked any farmer, they would say that it's a hundred percent worth it. I, I know that they would echo that. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to do anything else. It's absolutely worth it. Oh, what a takeaway. Uh, it's a hundred percent worth it. It's tough, but I guess from what you said, other than it's a hundred percent worth it, what you'll find out is that it's all heart because you got to have the heart in you to carry on to keep doing those long days. And they are long days. It's uh, something that we should all be grateful for and that we really get a great chance at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair to come together and celebrate. So we try to bring a humanities uh, perspective to today's food dialogue. What could we all do together to support and improve rural agricultural quality of life right now, Julian? I'm just going to underline community. I think, you know, being part of the Royal, we get to be really proud of this, but it's bringing people together, not just having community, but building 
community and, and connecting people, you know, being there to support each other, you know, whether it's a, a tight knit community or a, you know, a broad community of producers that are, are all sharing their stories, talking about quality of life, talking about having a network, having people to reach out to, if, you know, we learned a lot over, over the COVID years about being connected that way and, and mental health, you know, just whole, whole health um, from that perspective. And I, I mm-hmm. think so much is, is community driven and, and the ability to connect fall fairs, create those opportunities. The Royal certainly creates those opportunities come together to celebrate all the positive that that comes with that, I think is is such an important part of improving and, and supporting that quality of, of rural life, that it's not all on you, that we're all in this together in the big picture and in the grand scheme of things, and that we're all there to support each other. Everyone wants the best for everyone else at the end of the day. And, and that's something I, I really do believe. So, you know, that community and, and being part of it and being part of that support network is is so important. We want the best for each other. Great. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share, Julian? I think just invite everyone down. Come down to the Royal, November 3rd to 12th. Come explore, connect with producers, ask a farmer. That's, you know, something you're able to do here. See what the agricultural community has to offer. I don't think anybody can walk through our doors and and not learn something or or not find something really fascinating or something to be interested in coming through. So just an open invitation. Come on down, Exhibition Place, check it out. Uh, We'd be very glad to see you. Awesome. Royal Agricultural Winter Fair, November 3rd to 12th. And as you had said, fairs are a lot of fun. Thank you, Julian, for your vision and just all your hard work and everything you do. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much. It was uh, my privilege. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking about big ideas and celebrating rural life with Julian Brown, Director of Agriculture and Education at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Each week to continue to envision our future in agri-food together, we leave you and your family or friends with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? How could you learn more about and celebrate rural life? Something to do? Search the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair to see how annual festivities inspire local ideas for global encouragement. Next week on the show, we return to the series Back to the Future. We'll be discussing agri-food traditions, culinary art, and root vegetables with Ross Midgley from the Culinary Institute of Canada in Prince Edward Island. Don't miss a show. Subscribe on Curious Cast and all other major podcast platforms. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our Platinum Elite Level sponsor, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts.